Check one, two, one, two, one, two. All right, my friends, welcome back. I'm the Zim. This is the Zim video, and this is the Art Professor's Podcast. Thanks so much for joining today. This is episode version, whatever, 22 of the podcast. Today's going to be a solo cast again, talking about the first week of school. So we'll get into that in a moment. A couple of things I mentioned beforehand. A reminder that I'm an art professor currently teaching at Northwest Missouri State University. I taught last year at San Diego State University. I got my MFA at San Diego State University before that. And before that, I got my undergrad at the University of Washington. So that's what's going on. Uh, congrats, University of Washington, to, for making it to the finals in the football, um, the final whatever game. But unfortunately, we did not make, we did not win. That's all right. They did great. Um, I hope they're still proud of themselves for what they accomplished this year. Um, so a couple things. Shout out to Dantelium Solarium. We had a comment. He just dropped in and said, hey, dig in your, basically dig in your video. Thanks for making, digging your podcast kind of. So I, I'm hoping that maybe I can get you to do the same thing. If you propose a question, he didn't really have a question or anything. He was just saying, I'm glad I found you. Um, but that's but he was one of the few people so far that's interacted with the comment sections of these podcasts. So if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those other places, um, find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Zim video. Subscribe to my channel and post a comment on any one of these videos. Um, just so I know you're out there listening and hopefully enjoying the content. Um, I would love it. We've had in the past, we've only really had, I think we've only had like one person really early on say something that I could use for content, like a question or kind of a comment in the sense of giving me something to respond to. So I love that. I would love to be able to respond to your um, interaction. If you have an opinion on an idea that I can then give my opinion on, or if you have a question for me directly about my experience, I would love to interact with that so please consider doing that um we have also had some people that have just a small handful of of others that have commented that are kind of just familiar with me from my other content on my youtube and other places i do game streaming as well um so yeah that's the main thing and i just publish random videos about whatever might be going on in my life about things so my channel is very eclectic in a lot of ways um so if you're digging on my personality my vibes you might like just a lot of different things but if you're coming here for a specific subject just realize that there'll be other things i talk about games and games are the big one right now but gaming and um other art and just other things i had this idea i wanted to do over christmas break over winter break that didn't come to fruition because it required uh, startup money, basically. Not very much. It just required some money, investment money to do it. And I want to do this like um, box. Uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like packaging design critique uh, video series where I really just talk about packaging design. Um, but I need to buy the packages, you know? So I, I have, I've been compiling a list of different packages I've seen through you know the internet and other places and going like okay i want to buy that i want to buy that i'll buy that and then review the the packaging design and talked about it and the goal would be to like interview the try to find the company interview somebody that designed it or something about it you know depending on the size of the company and talk about their choices but then also 
um, you know, do my own review of it in a way and talk about it and have it be like this sort of educational, supplemental educational idea of packaging design. And then if I continue on this graphic design track of teaching, or if I get the opportunity to teach packaging design again, like it'll be like, I'll have this knowledge base of just re my own personal research of packaging design and what goes into it and different I design ideas. And, and then that, that I can pull from. So when I'm teaching classes, I can be like, yeah, I make this content around packaging design as well. Cause I, I do, I do really enjoy packaging design. Um, I have some ideas on my own ways to kind of put it into more of my art as we move forward, but I just haven't, there's just a lot, right? There's a lot to do. Like right now I'm focused on my exhibition this summer, the Huron Van Gordon Gallery at Tennessee State University, May 13th through the 30th. The Those of you that are watching, you can see a portrait behind me. It's Justin Pearson. Justin, and I'll be drawing Justin Pearson, but also Justin Jones, who's been getting um, a lot more tags and hits on social these days because he's been stripped of his committees. So there's just, he's still in the news. They're still in the news. They're still um, relevant. Um, and I'll be drawing their portraits, 72 of Justin Jones, 69 of Justin Pearson this summer, live streaming as well, which I'll be doing today. I mean, you probably miss it, but I'm gonna be drawing four portraits of Tumaj Salahi, who's one, uh, uh, um, I always, I've, Iran, Iranian, Iranian, um, rapper that's been you know was arrested for speaking out against the the regime in iran so yeah there's lots going on i got requested to do that um so i'm gonna you know comply to the request because it really fits the themes of what i'm working on the types of subject matter that i'm interested in having the conversation around i've been thinking a lot lately too about like the amount of work I'm making and it's okay. It's not nearly as much as I'd want to make, but the combination of teaching with the gaming stuff and then with, you know, time to make work. Um, I just, it's just, you know, difficult to find all the time to make the amount of work I really want to make because my bigger pieces that I made recently, my Jack uh, Smith and Fonnie Willis and the AOC piece, which are much larger, they're 63 inches tall, 42 inches wide. Um, I have a plan. I, I would love to make like 20 of, of those types of drawings or more. And I could crank them out. It could basically, basically it takes me like two days of drawing. I have this whole system that I do because it requires, I could even do it in possibly one day, but I think two days is safer. Um, two days of drawing, just crank them out, you know, and um, have this body of work that I could do have and maybe like try to pitch that as an exhibition that I don't have to be at so much because um, the exhibitions I do right now are all performative and I have to be there obviously <laughs> so which is totally cool I would love it if I could get to a point where basically every month I'm doing an exhibition and that's what's sustaining my life I would love that let's make that happen universe let's make an exhibition every month I perform I draw do in gallery in in space wherever that space is exhibitions but i'm either getting pages straight up to do it or the entire body of work sells when i do them so that it sustains the idea i can keep going um yeah 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 <laughs> free form i'm not sure how long today's today's podcast will probably be pretty short because uh yeah i'm feeling that it might be short but then again as you know those of you that have been here for a while 
know that I like to talk, which um, reminds me as well. Thank you so much for the interaction, just just the overall uh, view count on YouTube for my last episode, was 20, the 21st episode. I got like 70 views. I'm going to look it up real quick right now while I'm talking to you so I can tell you exactly where it ended at. Um, 101 for that for that episode. We got one person, Kyle, where that comment came from. Um, that's way more, that's like double what my like highest of any other episode was on YouTube. The, the, the podcast side, I looked at it like the just audio only side, same multi, I get like three, four plays over there, but the YouTube side, I get 110 this last time, but that, you know, they only count like a view counts like the first 30 seconds. So whatever happened, I think it was the title being like spring semester 2024 which i'm kind of double dipping this week i'm going to be like first week of spring semester 2024 and snow days which i'll talk about in a second um i'm using that as my title again so we'll see kind of a a a, a, a similar similar to that same title well let me know if you have any questions for me i'd love to answer them and, and uh, let's see is there anything else i need to update you on i don't think so i think that's it for the update so this was the first week of classes. Um, how did it go? How did it go? I'm teaching. Let me break down what I'm teaching again this semester. So I have digital photography, which has about 16 students in it. I have typography, which has more than that in it. I think it's closer, getting close to like 20 students um, in that class. And I have advertising design, which has about 10 11 students in it and then i'm doing this class called they call it nactive um which is this uh cross um de cross department uh design client-based design work where the school like finds a client that needs something done for them in the kind of marketing world in a sense in the kind of advertising marketing creative world it could have been a website it could be a social media thing it could be anything like that so they found the client the client pays the school the school then um, does this class that they have three teams that come sort of basically compete to be the winning team but all the work of all three teams becomes the client's um you know um property i guess you could say or their they get all of it. They just choose who they feel like did the best job. And then they can use it for whatever they were needing to use it for. Like I said, like maybe it's a website they need built. Maybe it's like um, some marketing campaign they want to do. And I think that's closer to what this round is. They want to, they basically want to create like an awareness campaign on social media for what they, they do. And then, so they have marketing people. We have a project, you know, project manager. We have, um, coat like uh, digital media people we have graphic design people so somebody from uh, three four different departments they all come together form these teams that we you know put them in and do that so that's kind of a new experience for me i'm gonna in a couple of weeks i have to give a lecture on a design what is it called creative brief a creative brief which is honestly sort of new to me so i'm doing my research now this weekend is when i plan to um do a little i've already done some research looking up there's the stuff from last year that was done so i'll be able to cross-reference like the professor's lecture from last year and then the work that was done last year plus what i find on the internet 
on this kind of concept. I'll kind of put it all in a pot and put it together in a way that makes sense for me to deliver the message because I, as you know, and they all know that I'm not a graphic design industry person. I'm an artist that knows about graphic like design principles basically um, and can teach it, but I don't, this is much more in a way on the lines of somebody that's been in the industry longer or at all would kind of go like, oh, that's just means to do this. Whereas I'm like, I didn't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I want to teach this lecture about it. So I am on the fence. I'm, I think I probably shouldn't say like, I've never done this before, but <laughs> what at the beginning of the class for that, when I do give that lecture, but, um, I'll just pretend like I know what I'm talking about, uh, more so, which is basically what I've been doing this entire semester. I did have, um, so let's talk about the, so I just gave you what classes I'm teaching. This week was weird. So I'll give you the emotional reaction of my week. Um, it was weird because I live in Missouri. I'm at Northwest Missouri State University, as I said, and it's snow country out here. It's, it's cold winter country out here. And we didn't have any snow really up till last semester in December or November or December. But now we just just within the last week, we've been getting the cold winter winter weather has has arrived. And so we started classes on Monday. No big deal. Had the class. I'll tell you more about that. But but um, Tuesday, they closed campus because there was a storm warning coming and they decided at three o'clock Monday night, they already knew they were going to close campus for Tuesday. And rightfully so, because we woke up in the next morning, it was completely white out, um, snow covering everything. They plowed throughout the day that by Wednesday, you could walk, no problem. There was no like, I mean, maybe icy patches here and there, but you weren't walking through knee deep snow or anything like that. And then so the rest of the week happened. And then just last night, so I'm recording this on Friday, last night, they basically did the same thing. But they sent the e closure email out this morning because I woke up this morning and it was deep because we had the snow left from last time. And then now more snow. It's still snowing. It's very windy. You can hear it outside. Um, thankfully for me, I don't teach classes on Fridays. So I basically am getting a four-day weekend because we don't have class on Monday because it's Martin Luther King Day. So I'm getting this four-day weekend. I'll get caught up on or not really caught up, but I'll... I'll be working more on my classes, um, preparing things for my next couple lectures. This first week, like I told you, so some of you that might be joining for the first time, I'm probably, I'm gonna say things that I've already talked about at the beginning of last semester and tell you a little bit about my philosophy and dialing, I'm dialing in my way of doing my first week of classes. Um, it's very interesting teaching Multi, like four, three. This time I really only have to do it three times because the fourth class, that inactive class, is not the same. I'm not the only one, so I don't give my spiel the the whole time. But um, but my other classes, it's really kind of in, weird in a sense to give basically the same spiel three times in the same week. Um, <laughs> um, because it's like talking about class expectations, talking about who I am as a professor and like how I present it. Um, but because of the snow day, it throw it off. So some of that's going to happen next week. So I've only really done it once. I've only really done my 
first because this is the way I structure my first week. My first two days of classes are first day is all about the students and myself getting to know each other. And we the the system that I use right now that's been kind of working out. I developed it a couple years ago where we form basically two lines, even lines. You're standing across from somebody. You talk to that person across. It's kind of like one of my students called it speed dating. So it's kind of like the speed dating idea where you have like three minutes to get to know the person across from you. Um, and then after three minutes, you switch. So one line moves and it becomes like this. Um, you know, the person at the end of the line rotates to the top of the line and just kind of go. And what, once you match, once you get back to the beginning point, I break those two lines apart and depending on the size of the class, I'll either fold those two lines on top of themselves and then we do that, sol that same process again. Or if it's small enough, let, let's say there was 20 people. No, let's say there was 10 people in the class. No, let's see. If there was 20, there'd be two lines of 10. Then we break that apart. It'd be 10, five and five. If there were 10 people, there'd be five and five. Like, let's just say, let's say we get to the point of like one line is only five people long. Um, whatever that stage is, it's either, you know, right out of the, after the first round, or if it's into the second round, once it's around five people on each line, then I just have them circle up and talk to each other in a circle and, and figure out like, you know, ask each other questions and get to know each other. And then if, and unfortunately, sort of unfortunately in this school, studio classes are short. Hour and 50 is like the max time, whereas it's closer to three hours um, at San Diego State. So it's like two hours, close to two hours here at San Diego State. It was close to three hours, which worked a lot better for this process because after we all did that process, I would, if we had the time, I would have them get into a, very, a large circle. The whole class would circle up. And then we do this system where the person across, like the cross from you in the circle, like this, this wedge of like the three people across from one person in the circle would introduce that one person and it would tick around the circle, moving one person at a time. So three people, the last person of that third, per, that group would, would speak about three different people as it ticked around. So, and it would be this process of like, you, you introduce their name, you say your own name, you introduce the other person, you know, it's like, so it's like, we're constantly re reaffirming and, t and saying the names, talking about each other, you know, everybody has to be included and talk. It's like, it breaks open this kind of, um, those, those shy people in a way it breaks, hopefully breaks the ice. Hopefully there's some funny things that happen throughout. If it goes, you know, if we get kind of crazy and messy, it's fine. We've worked it out. So that's kind of how I start my class, but we haven't been able to do that circle part, the end part because of the time has just been shorter. So I just have them talk to each other and kind of like threat, threaten them with a pop quiz of introducing somebody, maybe in the next class, but I don't know if I'll do that. Um, but I, I like it when they're writing down notes about their classmates and things so they can do that. Oh, so that's how I start. That's always my first day. I just, and, and that, that's what I'm doing right now. And that might, that'll probably evolve as I develop as a professor. One of the things in this school, because it's a small school, there's a lot of, um, potential like overlap in the sense of one class could be just completely made up of the same group of students that I had in another class, which is my advertising design class is sort of like that. So we didn't do that process. We just immediately went to a circle situation and just kind of went around the circle in this way where every other person asked one person a question and just, we worked around that circle that way. And hopefully they, 
were listening and got to know each other a little bit more. Um, and then I went around in that particular class, just asked them all like what, like I had all of them speak on what design means to them versus like just kind of starting this conversation, having a higher level kind of conversation around being a designer being designed versus design versus art. What does that mean? Like, what are we going to, you know, and, and, and that kind of concept. Cause one of the things for that class in particular, I'm trying to do, my goal is to do is to bridge that gap between art and design and have them use design principles to be creative artists and not think of it in terms of what does an industry want out of advertising design. My idea is what do you want to make that's also advertising something is, and make it with your passion and your um, creative juices and what you want out of it. And I'll give them, I have this whole, um, I'm calling it like the reimagined ad campaign or something like that, where we're going to take a either a pre-existing event or they can make up an event or they can use something like that, but they have to like use a few criteria such as developing it in terms of like a specific design principle like a design movement in a sense like whatever that movement might be or or design in a specific era like be very like kind of do a mashup in a sense if it's like a if they're 90s bands like what would they be if they were in the 50s you know or whatever or if it's a you know, a 50s thing, an event that happened in the 50s, like what would it look like if it was presented and designed now, you know, and like mash it up a little bit, reimagine the idea. So that's what we're going to do with that class. And I'm really excited about it. And I think I said this before, but that's my, that's the class I'm most excited for this semester. Um, and I'm treating it, I told them already, I'm treating it sort of like a graduate level class where it's like, you have a lot of autonomy on what it is you make. You just better be working. And I'll, I'm gonna be honest, I'm a little bit worried about some of the students won't, they'll just use, they won't use the time to work. They'll be like, well, if I'm not forced to work, then I'm just gonna wait and not work and then try to cram it all at some point. And it's like, that's not gonna fly. I need to, I'm gonna tell them. So I'm excited to, for the class, but I'm also excited to tell them that the expectation is gonna be such that they need to be working. They need to be invested in this. If you're not invested, like, why are you here? If you're, you, you're given basically the freedom to, to make the art that you want to make almost zero restrictions. So why, why would you not be excited about that? You're almost done. You're graduating, you're seniors, just make some kick-ass work and, and let's show it off, you know? Um, so that's that class. And so for me this week um, <clears throat> was weird because of that snow day that happened on Tuesday. I I get, I still get nervous. I mean, I'm probably always gonna get nervous about um, the first couple days of classes. You know, there's a, enough new students that don't know my vibe. And then also knowing that I get a little bit thrown off because I know there's a handful of students that have heard my spiel and there's a handful of students that haven't. So not tripping over myself, trying to figure out who am I talking to, you know, trying to find that, that space about where that is. So recognizing that, but I was a little bit nervous, but once I got the classes going, it was fine, you know, especially then that's another reason I do that first day 
just talk with each other because it, it allows me also to ease into the semester. I don't have to feel like I need to be on my game 100% the first day of classes. Like I also get a chance to ease in. And then the second class is my, my I tell, I warn my students like this is probably the only time that we're, I'll lecture from the beginning of the class to the end of the class. And the one class that I did it for is only an hour 20 is my photo class. And that was short. And I was like, historically, I've needed every minute I've been given to do this, um, to talk about the syllabus, to talk about who I am, to talk about what we're going to do, just, just to kind of set that foundation. I'm a firm believer just speak i try to speak into reality into existence in a sense all the things i try not to leave anything like vague in a sense but also not leave it like assumed like i want you here attendance is important like everything is like spoken it's like you should your mind like what about mind like you should be thinking like this i'm not going to assume you're thinking like this i'm not going to be frustrated if you're not thinking like that if i've never told you about you know it's like so i try to really speak out put the words out in the world into the into the space what it is that we're doing and not leave anything vague or expected in a way without it so it's my opportunity to really talk and i, I enjoy I actually it's one of my favorite my favorite times of the class is just talking to the students and letting them know who i am as a professor and so I did that with only got to do that with one class so far. Um, and that's my first week. That's usually my first week. And then my, you know, the second week we start in on the projects or whatever we're doing, assign, um, assign groups. If there's groups needed, assign some projects, assign some, um, maybe do some, you know, our intro tutorials, depending on what the class is. So yeah so that first snow day threw off because it, it was like the first monday i had my nervous energy and then all of a sudden i'm home again for just whatever and then wednesday we picked it up again and did it so i was like that kind of nervous energy came back but i don't know i'm hoping that my students i don't know you know i still haven't i was actually talking with one of my other uh you know peers i guess um about this kind of like students and about expectations and about the job and those kind of things. And I, I told them I ha still haven't opened my student evaluations from last semester just because I, I can't, if I get, I'm sure somebody and I, during that conversation, um, there was this kind of concept that there are students that don't, don't understand me or don't dig my vibes or whatever. And it, it kind of made me anxious in a way. All right, just by hearing just a barely a little bit about that, we didn't even talk directly to it. It was just this passing comment that I was like, oh, <laughs> you mean everybody doesn't love me? But, um, and so it made me kind of anxious and then just kind of like, and then so, and that wasn't even reading it. That wasn't even seeing anything like directly. Um, and so I just know I need to wait till after the semester. So I have like all summer to process through all my feedback. Um, yeah, I don't know, how do you do it? I, if you happen to be an art professor, how do you handle student criticism? I, t I try, you know, I try really hard to understand that historically the, the feedback I've seen so far, some, you know, it's usually one or two students that give me something that's like not the 
positive, but then it's like everyone else, you know, two out of 20, everyone else is like, this was great. Zim was cool. Like Zim was fun. You know, I liked how he did this. I like, well, we did that, you know, it's like, but then there's, I don't understand. He needs to do this better or something like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. And then I also have, I've, I've had this kind of like insecure moment just recently as well about my philosophy on teaching. And it's curious. I'm, I'm wondering too, like, I know I take for granted, I take for granted that I am an art professor. And so I kind of just have this assumption about myself that, you know, I know what I'm talking about and if people would uh, sort of agree with me because I, I also know out there in our society, out there in the art professor, um, ecosphere or whatever, <laughs> there's a lot of different philosophies and I know mine isn't matched by a lot of people. There are very traditionalist type of philosophies of form. Like I've talked about in the past, like, do you, um, approach, um, art education as like a formalist, which I do not, I do not put a ton of emphasis on how well do they shade around this sphere shape, you know? I don't put a lot of emphasis on how well do they understand perspective. You know, I don't put a lot of emphasis on those principles of art making. I want them to know them. I want them to be aware of them. But if they can can or cannot execute them perfectly, I don't honestly care. But I know there's a lot of artists and art educators that feel like artists, young art or whatever, art education, they need to be able to ex they judge them and rate them and grade them based on how well they can execute those uh, foundational design and art principles and how well they understand them and if they've memorized the color wheel and they know color theory and if they know like all that sort of i don't know heady mustard or in a sense what is that what are the way that uh um uh Oh, I can't uh, McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of Wall Street said like about this kind of head mustard stuff. Anyways, go watch that scene. I don't want to repeat it here, but um, it's just kind of like that where I'm much more interested and care way more about is this person passionate about expressing themselves and how can I tap into that? Because I feel like if they're not, if they're not, if they, if they, the, the emphasis on these foundational principles in the, in the certain way of being taught could turn off a lot of people that have something expressive they want to say because they don't, they're not being nurtured that way. They're being nurtured like, oh, you need to be able to draw a straight line before you can do anything. It's like, I don't care. I want your line to not be straight. I don't care if you ever draw a straight line in your entire life, but you have something to say. Are you passionate about this? Do you feel good about this? Does this act of art making make you feel good? Do you want to be here? Do you want, you know, that's what I care about. And I want to, I want to nurture that. Cause it's like, I just feel like the, the line of like, do you understand the design, like art principles and can you recreate them perfectly is too close to that photorealism conversation. And it's like, ah, that's garbage. Like, who cares if you can 
draw a photorealistic perfect picture with a ballpoint or a pencil like a two it's like oh it drives me nuts these people that like get all like i mean hey again caveat is always if that is the thing that makes you passionate then hey be passionate about it but i don't think re i don't think the best artist that you could possibly especially now moving forward is about that i think now moving forward we're talking about social practice we're talking about performative we're talking about conversation we're talking about ideas we're talking about changing you know it's it's you know it's not about you know how well you can shade a sphere <laughs> yeah i would like to the, the thing that i want to create is like a foundational class on like social practice slash performance slash that kind of idea because i think that's missing the conversation the early conversation of what it means to be an artist holistically i think there's there's potentially too much emphasis on the form form the the formalism component which is very important still i mean it's hard where's that line you draw because we want students to be able to talk formally about artwork right we want them to understand what line means what contrast means what all that stuff so we want them to use the language while they're talking even even if their work isn't um even if they don't execute it perfectly on their own work they still should understand the concept anyways there we go i made it past 30 minutes i think that's all i have to say today i'm hoping for you to come jump into the comments and say hi at least say hi but also you know, respond to something I said, give me something to respond to. I would love that. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to get 100,000 subscribers someday. Maybe this podcast will be one of the things that breaks it open for me and we'll get a couple thousand out of it anyway. But who knows? I do appreciate you here listening and I hope to hear from you and enjoy your winter. Um, yeah, that's it for today. As always, be loving, kind, and patient. Peace, my friends.